everything is your perspective. There is no objective reality. It's just the way you see things. It's the way you look at things. And the beautiful part about that, when you understand that, is you have the power and the ability to change the way you look at things, therefore change the way how you feel, and therefore eliminate problems from your life. Hi, I'm Liam Naden, and welcome to my podcast, Let Yourself Off The Hook. As someone who has studied success for decades, I have found the formula for achieving your dreams and goals, and it's all to do with how you use your brain. Each week on my show, I will provide you with the tools, resources, and expertise to utilize your brain to its ultimate potential, and remove the barriers to your success. And as you will discover, true success in every area of your life only comes when you let yourself off the hook. When you saw the title for this, Problems Are Unnatural, what were you thinking? Did you think, whoa, hang on a second, what does he mean problems aren't natural? Everybody has problems. Problems are inevitable, they're a natural part of life. Not only that, problems are good for you, they help you, they help you grow and be a better person. And life would be boring without problems, wouldn't it? Well, although those might have been your natural reactions, and perfectly understandable reactions, in this episode, I'm, what I'm going to do is prove to you that actually problems are unnatural. And I'm not going to prove it from any sort of um, illogical way. I'm going to give you a totally rational explanation as to why the inevitable conclusion you must come to is that problems, most problems, are not natural. And you're not designed to have them. And when you think about it, what happens or what has happened throughout history is that any radical new idea has started off with scepticism. But it's the way humanity progresses, isn't it? We start off with something that everybody knows is the truth. And then with a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more research, development and information, we find out it's not the truth. And it starts out being a radical idea. But the more information and knowledge, the more understanding we develop about something, we realize that it wasn't true. The thing we used to believe but this radical idea is actually logical and makes sense. You know, it wasn't very long ago, actually, that it was believed that it was impossible that humans could fly. It was just totally unnatural. It was against the laws of physics. Even Leonardo da Vinci in the 15th century, you know, one of the greatest minds of all time, he said humanity would never be able to fly. So it's the same when it comes to an understanding of the brain and our natural place in this world, how we operate as human beings. Because at the moment, it's believed pretty well accepted that problems are a natural part of the human existence. But more scientific information is coming to light to question that. And to, and I think to make us realize that that's not actually true. And in a few years, it's part of my mission anyway, that in a few years time, or maybe a few decades time, people are going to look back and they're going to say, you know, there was a time when people used to think that problems were natural. And because of that, or the reason they thought that, was they didn't understand how their brain works, and they didn't really understand how nature works. And the sad thing was it caused a lot of unnecessary pain and suffering. So the information I'm going to share with you is not exactly radical, I don't think, or maybe you think it might be. But science 
is gradually more and more beginning to realise that this is the truth, that problems are unnatural. Now to start off, let's just recap a little bit on what I covered in the last episode about who we are and what we're, we're doing here. And remember the last episode was all about us realising that we're a part of a natural world and we're designed to be successful naturally. Like all of nature, all of all living things, we're designed to be the best that we can be. Because being the best that we can be gives us the greatest chance for survival. And survival is what we're biologically wired to do. By being the best that we can be, that doesn't just mean physically, but it also means mentally and emotionally. So in a very real sense, we are biologically designed to be as good or be our best mentally and emotionally, which means being happy, means being creative, it means being resourceful, it means enjoying our life, it's, it means making the greatest contribution to our life and to the lives of others. And it also means, if you really take it through logically, it also means not having stress and problems. Because stress and problems don't help us to be the best that we can be. They don't make us happy. They don't make us more creative and resourceful. In fact, on a physical level and on a mental and emotional level, they do the opposite. They not only hold us back from being the best that we can be, but they actually weaken us, both physically and mentally and emotionally. And of course, we have a mechanism that's designed to help us to be the best that we can be. The same thing that all of nature has been provided with, and that's a brain. And the brain is simply a tool whose sole purpose is to help us to survive, be the best that we can be, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And part of that must be it's designed to help us avoid problems, because problems, as I said earlier, don't help us. Okay, so if problems don't help us, then why is it that we all have them? But remember, just because most people have something doesn't make it natural or normal or the right thing, for instance. But it does mean most people are operating with the same level of knowledge, the same information that is making them do things in the same way to get the same results. All right, so if we can accept the possibility that just because most people have problems, and it seems to be an inevitable part of life. And we can also accept that everything that we get in our life, both individually and collectively as a society, is based on the level of knowledge that we have. Then at least we can theoretically accept the possibility that we might have the wrong viewpoint on what problems are. And remember, problems from a natural biological perspective are really a sign that something's not working right. Because if biologically we're designed not to have problems because problems don't help us survive and achieve our biological purpose of being the best that we can be, so if we have problems, then it can only be something's not working right. If it's not the natural way of life, then something's not working right. Maybe we're not using the machine, the success machine, our brain, the right way. And it turns out that's exactly what it is. All right, so now that we accept all of that, let's have a look at why problems aren't natural, and probably more importantly, what we can do about it, how we can 
avoid, eliminate, minimize problems in our life and live in a more natural way, as I talked about in the last episode, more naturally successful. So the first thing we should think about is, well, what actually is a problem? What is a problem? Well, there's probably lots of definitions of what a problem is, and you might think of think of some, but, but really a, a problem is quite simple. A problem is something that makes you feel bad. That's it. In other words, it's something that causes you pain. Now, it could be physical pain, but more often than not, for most people, 99% of their problems don't cause them physical pain, but cause them emotional pain. They simply feel bad about the situation that they're in. Not, it's not causing them any physical pain, but mentally they feel stressed, upset, worried, frustrated, angry, all of those things. It's causing them pain. And I'm sure if you think about your own problems, you'd agree most of them are emo cause you emotional pain, not physical pain. And the other side of that is to say, well, okay, if something doesn't cause you pain, in other words, if it doesn't make you feel bad, then it's not a problem. Now that's pretty obvious, but, but think about it from the perspective of a, of a situation, for instance, where you're married and your husband or your wife tells you they want a divorce or, or they just leave you. Now, is that a problem? Well, it depends, doesn't it? It depends on how you feel about it. If you feel really upset and distraught and unhappy and, and sad and angry that they're leaving you, then it's a problem. You see it as a problem. You don't want it to happen. You think, I've got a problem here. They, they want to leave me or they have left me. That's a real problem. But on the other hand, what if they left you or said they were going to leave you and you'd been thinking for a long time, I don't want to be in this relationship. I don't want to be in this marriage. How can I end it? Them leaving is not a problem. It makes you feel good. You go, thank goodness that that's resolved. So it's not a problem, is it? You wouldn't see it as a problem if you, if you actually wanted that marriage to end, that relationship to end. So... It's the same situation, but one is a problem because it made you feel bad, but the other is not a problem because it didn't make you feel bad. It's the same for anything. Think, for instance, if um, you get fired from your job. Now, you might think if you got fired from your job, that's a real problem. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I don't know how I'm going to earn money. I, you know, that's terrible. But if the next day a much better job offer came along, you would no longer see it as a problem that you got fired from your job. So it's all about whether it, how it makes you feel as to whether it's a problem or not. And this is really important to understand as we're going to see a little bit later when we explain how to solve problems and how to minimize them in your life is to realize that it's only a problem if it makes you feel bad. That's it. It's not about what's actually happening. It's about how it makes you feel. Okay, so if a problem is not really what's happening, but it's how it makes you feel. The next question that comes up is, so why is this causing me pain? Why am I feeling bad about what's happening? And you might say, well, I'm feeling bad because it is bad. It's not really what's happening. It's about what's going on in your head as a result of what is happening. And there are two ways in which your thinking or your brain is creating pain for you that's making it a problem. And the first thing 
is your expectations. Now, if you think about any problem you've got in your life at the moment, maybe you're not earning enough money, or maybe you feel you're not doing the things you really want to be doing. Maybe you're not feeling, maybe you're feeling that you're not in the right relationship, or that your relationship isn't as good as you want it to be. Maybe you've got some really big goals that you've, that you're really focused on trying to achieve, and you're struggling to achieve them, and you're feeling frustrated and confused and thinking, it's just, I'm just not where I want to be. But the fact of the matter is, what's causing you the pain is the fact you have an expectation that you should be somewhere else to where you actually are, or that you can only be happy when you're somewhere else. In other words, when you've achieved that goal, then you'll be happy. And you can't be happy any other way until you've achieved that. So you have this sort of like tunnel vision of expectation, but it's that expectation that's causing you the pain. It's causing you the frustration, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, whatever it is, because you expect things to be different to the way they are. And not only do you expect things to be different to the way they are, but you have this preconceived idea of what needs to happen before you won't feel frustrated. So as I said earlier, it's only when you think you get that, when you reach that goal that you've set for yourself in your head, it's only then that you will allow yourself to be happy, to feel good, and to relieve the pain. So it's a really good question to ask yourself, what problem do I have right at the moment that's causing me pain and frustration because of my expectations, because of my lack of acceptance or satisfa being satisfied with the way things actually are, but with my looking out and thinking, it needs to be that way before I can be happy. Can you think of anything in your own life that's causing you pain in that way? So that's all about expectation. But the other reason you feel pain about what's going on in your life, in other words, an event or a situation that you call a problem, and this is in some ways related to expectation, but it's really about the meaning that you're giving the situation. So in other words, just like we talked about with the divorce or the person in the relationship whose husband or wife left them, walked out on them, whether it made them feel good or bad, it all comes down to the meaning they gave to it. And often the meaning you give to something, which is everything when it comes to whether you feel good or bad is the meaning you give to it, it often comes down to an underlying fear. If you think about the relationship example, then there's a fear attached to the thought that they are going to move out. So imagine you're in that situation and your husband or your wife wants to leave, and you might be thinking, this is a real problem. But why is it a real problem? It's because of what you think that might mean. And if you were afraid that it might mean you'd never find someone as good, certainly not, you wouldn't find someone better, you'd be alone, you'd be lonely, financially you'd be very badly affected, your children would be badly affected. If you were thinking all of these things, these are all fears and worries that you have about what that situation of your husband or wife leaving, the end of your marriage, what that might mean. So that's the meaning you've given to it, and that's why you see it as a problem, and that's why it makes you feel bad, you, because you have this underlying fear. But if you didn't have that fear, if your husband or wife was leaving, and you thought, 
well, that's good, I'll find someone else. That's okay, if they don't want to be with me, I'll go and find someone else. Might be a problem. I'll easily find someone else. My children will be fine. I'll be fine financially. And if you really knew all of that, then you wouldn't feel the pain. You might feel some sadness, of course, at the end of the relationship. That's natural. But you're not going to feel that it's a big problem if your husband or wife wants to leave. It's the same with having an expectation about needing to earn a certain amount of money. Now, if you said to yourself, I don't have enough money, I really need more money to be able to do the things that I want to do. It's a real problem. And I'm afraid that if I don't earn more money, then I won't be able to be happy and do things that I want to do because I won't have freedom, for instance. Then you're going to feel bad about it. But you could also change the meaning and say, well, I, I have a certain amount of money. Maybe it's all I need. Maybe having more money wouldn't necessarily be a good idea because I'd have a lot more stuff that I'd have to look after. And I really learned that lesson a few years ago when I went from being very well off financially to losing everything. I actually preferred having nothing because I didn't have anything to look after. There wasn't the stress and the clutter. It freed me up. Sure, I wanted to have a certain amount to have a little bit of a, a little bit of freedom, but I didn't need a lot of money to have a lot of stuff. I could be just happy with what I had. Different meanings. So therefore, for me, not having much wasn't a problem. Here's another example that you might relate to that causes people a lot of frustration. And that is the feeling, I don't know what I want. I don't know what my life purpose is. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And people have a fear about that because they think, well, if I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life, and if I don't know what I want, if I don't know what my goals are or what they should be, then I'm going to waste my life. I'm never going to reach my potential. I need to know these things. But you could change the meaning on that as well. Because it, obviously, if you felt all those things, you're going to feel stressed and frustrated. And ironically, the problem is when you feel stressed and frustrated, what that does to your brain is it literally prevents you from seeing what you should do with your life, what your goals should be. But if you change the meaning and, if, and instead of saying, well, I don't know what to do with my life or I don't know what I want, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I don't need to know because not knowing what I want means I can have total flexibility and freedom just to do the next thing that shows up, the next thing that comes along. In other words, I have endless possibilities available to me in my life because I'm not going after one thing specifically. And when you have that belief or you, when you put that meaning on not knowing what it is that you want or not knowing it is knowing what you should have, then you feel a lot better and you are a lot more flexible and open to new opportunities and things flow a lot more smoothly. In that case, it's not a problem not knowing what you want. Now, when you really think about this, removing expectation, removing the thought that something has to be a certain way for you to be happy, instead saying, whatever happens is going to be fine. I don't have any expectation about anything. Having that mindset and also changing the meaning of your problems to see that the good side, maybe the opportunity, maybe the benefit, maybe the lesson in that quote-unquote problem, rather than focusing on creating something in your mind that causes you pain based on fear, you can see that has the potential literally to remove virtually every problem you have in your life. And you might say, 
But Liam, you're just playing with words. You're just playing with thoughts. All you're doing is changing your perspective. You're not changing the situation that you're in. If you don't have enough money, or if I don't have enough money, I don't have enough money. It's, it, I can change the way I look at it, but that is the truth. But the fact is, it's not the truth. Because everything is your perception. If you're saying to yourself, I don't have enough money, you don't have enough money compared to who? You've probably got, even if you're the poorest person in, in the country that you're living in, by listening to this, you still have more money than probably most of the people on the planet and certainly most of the people have ever lived. So it is just perspective. Everything is perspective. Instead of saying, oh, that's just your perspective, realize, yes, it's not just your perspective. That is, all of reality is created by your perspective. It's only the way you look at things. That goes for everything. We'll cover this in a lot more detail in a later episode because it's worth exploring. But it is the truth. Everything is your perspective. There is no objective reality. It's just the way you see things. It's the way you look at things. And the beautiful part about that, when you understand that, is you have the power and the ability to change the way you look at things, therefore change the way how you feel, and therefore eliminate problems from your life. Okay, now you still might have some thoughts about, all right, I get all that, but problems, this thing that problems aren't natural, I still don't quite get that. Because what about the fact that we all know that problems make you stronger? Problems are good for you. When you overcome challenges and problems, they make you a better person. Well, I used to think this for a long time, but I thought about it for a long time, and the conclusion I came to is that that's not actually true. Because here's the thing, when, and you can see this for yourself as well as for others, that when people have problems, the stress, the anxiety, the frustration that people experience because of those problems takes a toll on them. It's taken a toll on you, I'm sure. When you Just think back to a problem that you've had in the past or even that you're facing at the moment. Is it making you feel good? Is it making, you f is it making your body and your mind operate at its peak? No, it isn't, is it? All it's doing is pulling you down. It's, it's making you weaker. It's weakening your body. And of course, science shows that virtually all disease is caused by stress. His stress is a major factor. And of course... Certainly you learn lessons from problems, but there are actually much better ways of learning lessons. And if that wasn't true, then that would mean the only way we could ever learn anything was by having a problem. And that's no way to live. It's not only no way to live, but it's not the way it works. We learn lots of things without them having to learn them through it being a problem. And you can also find ways, which again you will have experienced in your own life, you can find ways of becoming a stronger and better person without the toll of having to deal with a problem or an obstacle in your life. There are much better ways to develop your strength and ability. So problems don't actually make you stronger. They only weaken you. And biologically, for your survival, you're designed to be as strong as you possibly can, not get weaker. And sometimes people say to me, but you know, life would be boring if I didn't have problems, because I need some challenges to overcome. But here's the thing, there's a difference between a problem and a challenge. A problem holds you back. A problem keeps you stuck. A challenge is something you grow into, you rise with, and you develop, and you and you and your life expands because of it. It doesn't mean it doesn't take work and effort, 
but it's work and effort that is enjoyable, pleasurable, and you make progress forwards rather than staying stuck with. So without problems, your life, believe me, would not be boring, it would be the opposite, it would be exciting. And not only exciting, but productive, creative, imaginative, all of those great things. That comes not from having problems, but from being the best that you can be. And another thing you might be thinking is, well, look, Liam, this idea about problems aren't being natural. The world is full of problems, and it's all very well for you. Or maybe I could say to myself, this is you talking, maybe I could say to myself, all right, well, I can accept that I don't, I can overcome my problems by looking at them, at them differently and not having expectations about them. But what about all the problems in the world? What about all the innocent victims of war or disease or oppressive governments or people just not treating other people in a nice way? Those people have got problems. How can you say that somehow they aren't natural? Well, there's a few things to think about when you think about other people's problems. And it doesn't only refer to people you might know personally, but also to people you see on, on the media, on, on television, or people you imagine in other countries with, with problems. And the most important thing to realize is your perception is what is telling you that they are having a problem. Now, remember we said earlier that everything was perception. Everything is the way you look at it. So it's your judgment and your perception that those people, wherever they might be, somebody other than yourself, is having a problem. But you don't know for sure that they are having a problem. In other words, you don't know for sure that it's causing them pain. Now, you might be thinking, oh, that's pretty heartless and unkind to say that and inconsiderate or insensitive to think that somebody else isn't experiencing pain when they obviously are. But there's a few things to think about here. Firstly, you don't really know how people feel. Even if it's somebody you know personally, but more particularly, if you imagine, say, a group of people in a, in a war situation, or in prison, or being treated unjustly, you don't actually know what their moment-by-moment -moment feelings are. And they could be actually not exactly enjoying their situation, but they could be coping quite well. But you think that if you were in that situation, you would be in pain and you wouldn't be able to cope. But you're not. They are. So it's only your judgment on their situation. And you don't know for sure. And there have been many, many cases where people have been in what seems to be very adverse situations and they've been happy. There are countries in the world where people are living in slums and yet they're happier, kinder, seemingly have fewer problems than people who are wealthy living just around the corner. So you don't really know. You can't make that judgment. And the second thing you don't know for sure is you don't know the purpose of what that other person's experience actually is. You don't have the bigger perspective, the bigger picture. A few years ago when I lost everything, I know there were people who said to me both then and afterwards, wow, what a problem that was. That was absolutely terrible. That, well, that must have been terrible for you, being homeless, going from having so much and then having absolutely nothing and having to sleep on your mother's sofa because you had nowhere to live. No friends, no income, nothing. That must have been, mean, been terrible. Well, you know, and at the time, it didn't feel great. It did feel like I had a problem. But when I look back on it from a different perspective, 
I realized it was one of the greatest things that ever happened in my life. It was one of the greatest gifts I was ever given because it taught me so much. And in fact, it's the, really probably the main reason why I started to learn about how the brain works and how how we really operate as human beings. And it's what's got me talking to you right now was having that experience. It taught me so much. So I look back on it and I, and I say, well, yes, it felt like a problem then. But from a different perspective, it would have been a bigger problem for me if that had never happened. Because if it hadn't happened, I would have carried on down the track that I'd been going down, which was being stressed, being unhappy, having lots of problems in my life, never feeling in control, never achieving what I felt was my true potential. That was the path I was going down. So that wasn't a problem, losing everything. It was actually a gift. But here's another perspective on other people's problems and the so-called tragedies that are going on in the world and the pain and suffering that's going on in the world. And this relates directly to your perception, your judgment of the fact that you think that shouldn't be happening. You see it as a problem. It causes you to feel pain because you think that shouldn't be happening. In other words, you have expectation that, that it should be different. There shouldn't be any such thing as people being killed or or um, wounded or hurt or treated badly in the world. That, that That's a problem in the world. It causes you pain and you see it other causing other people pain. But if you really step back, if you really zoom out in a big way and change your awareness, and you think about the purpose of life in general and who we are, and all of science and all of spirituality, religion will tell you that we're not physical beings. We're actually part of an infinite energy. And this physical experience is very temporary. It's not who we are, but it's, if you like, we choose to come in and have this physical experience. It's not even real. Quantum physicists and spiritual teachers all say that this is just an illusion. It's just a perception of a reality, physical reality, but it's not actually real. And a good way to think of this is imagine if you went to the movie theatre one night and you looked up on the wall and there were 20 different films that you could choose to go and see. And you looked at the titles and the descriptions of all of them and you thought, and you saw a horror film or you saw a western or you saw a comedy. You chose one of those films to go and see and you thought, well, maybe I'll go and watch the horror film tonight. And you paid your money and you went in and you sat down and you watched the film. Now you know that when you walked in there, you were just going to have an experience. And it wasn't necessarily all going to be good. There was going to be, you were going to be scared. You were going to feel all sorts of emotions. Now you knew it wasn't going to be real, but it felt real when you were in watching the film. And then you came out and you thought, well, it was an interesting film. It did, I'm, I'm glad I watched it or, or, you know, I went in to watch it and had that experience. So I think life is very much like that. Maybe, or it's a good explanation of how maybe this life experience is, that we've decided to come in and have this experience, whatever it is. We might have come in and wanted to be in a war situation to see that was the movie that we paid the ticket for that night. Whatever it is, it's just an experience. So on a very, on a big level, or if we zoom right out, we can see that we don't have the right really to judge anyone else's problem, quote unquote problems either or their situation because they've just chosen perhaps to have that experience and we don't know the benefits or the 
whatever it might be to them. We don't know how they feel in that individual situation. Now, there's a lot more we can talk about problems and you know how to solve them and ways to look at them and how to use our brain in the right way to enable us to live a life with the minimum of problems, if not no problems at all, which is possible. We'll cover all that in later episodes. But for now, just think, well, what's a if it really is about perception and expectation, what's a different way of looking at a problem that you're facing in your life right now? If there's something you feel is not right, what's a different way you could look at it and say, perhaps I need a new direction. Perhaps I need to let go of that person. Perhaps I need to let go of that activity that I'm doing. That Maybe it's a job or if you have your own business, maybe it's a client who's causing me a problem. Maybe it's I need to look at it differently and say, I need to let go of it. I need to let go of that staff member. See it as a gift. See it as an opportunity. And above all, see it as a gift to not be afraid of the future and afraid of the consequences and to know that your brain will actually look after you. Remember, you're designed to be the best that you can be and your brain is there to do that. It'll find the way. It'll find the right solution. But if it's creating a problem for you, something that makes you feel bad, then you're doing something wrong. You're looking at it the wrong way. In summary, here's the thing. What's the real reason you have problems in your life? There's only one reason. That is, because you think you do. You have problems in your life because you think you have problems. And again, it's because what is happening in your life isn't the problem. It's how you feel about it. It's how you feel about it through the meaning you give it and the expectations you have about it. And you can change that because that is the problem. So play with this idea and see how can I change the meaning or the expectation because it might just be that your biggest problem is a gift in disguise. This is Liam Naden signing off. Thanks for watching. But before you go, there's some action to take. Hit the subscribe and like buttons and leave your thoughts in a comment below. I'd love your feedback. And if you have friends who you think would benefit from this, please share it with them. Thanks again for your support and stay tuned for more from me, Liam Naden. And remember, you can only reach your full potential when you let yourself off the hook.